You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Helipod. As always, brought to you by my friends at Viore. Feel good and look good doing it. This is the best athleisure wear out there, hands down. I don't even think it's close. Um, shorts, pants, joggers, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hoodies. Viore has it all. You can wear it to travel. You can wear it for yoga. You can wear it to hoop. You can wear it on the Peloton. You can wear it on the beach. Versatility is important. VioriClothing.com slash Helipod is where you go right now to get 20% off on your first order. That's V-U-O-R-I Clothing.com slash Helipod to get 20% off on your first order right now. Try the Ponto pants. MJD says they're his favorite. He wears them hiking. I'm not going to tell you what he wears with them because he just likes them that much. The Ponto pants from Viori. We are also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Most of you, like me, know DraftKings because of their daily fantasy, which is fantastic. I play it each and every week. But you can also bet on games now to add to the excitement of week three. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team. That's right. You place $1 on any team. If that team wins... You win 100 bones. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code HELIPOD when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. You pick any team during week three. You bet $1. If they win, you win 100 bucks. Who's not going to do this? You have to be a lunatic not to do this. All right. Uh, by the way, when you sign up, use the promo code HELIPOD for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Without any further ado, it is time for another edition of the Helipod with MJD presented by Viore starting now. As promised, back with uh, MJD once again in week three. And look at you, man, wearing your Viore shirt with your guns popping out again. I can't let you be the only one looking nice out here. Right. You can't see my pants, but the pants are the best part about this whole The album. Ponto pants. That's what I talked about in the, uh, the intro. He loves the Ponto pants. Um, dude, hard to believe week three is already here. And it's hard to believe for me that Josh Allen is playing as well as he is right now. I, I like Josh Allen. And coming into the season, he was one of those really high-rising fantasy guys like right. a Miles Sanders or a Calvin Ridley, and everybody was on Josh Allen, you know, because obviously he was a good running quarterback. He's become a really good passing quarterback. He's become an MVP candidate. First 300-yard game uh, the first week of the season, goes for over 400 last week. He's on a record-setting pace right now. Well, I think, again, the Bills realize that when you have a young quarterback, you need to do opposite of what the Jets have done and put weapons around them. You got to protect them and put weapons around them. And so the first couple of years, Josh Allen didn't have a true number one wide receiver. He had some guys that could play and make plays, and he got them where they needed to be. But when you add Stephon Diggs to that mold, it puts everyone where they need to be. So now he has a true number one that's going to garnish coverage, can still get open. You can move him around. A great route runner can make plays. So he knows he has his go-to guy he can go to, but then that opens up for John Brown and Cole Beasley. The other thing is this. When you look at guys, and I'm looking at your notes right here, well, I don't, dude, those well, are my notes. But listen, I'm going to say this. When you look at Peyton Manning, think about all the receivers he's had, the first-round receivers, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They, they put guys around him, Dallas Clark. They've always put talent around him. Tom, the reason Tom Brady's so special is the one year that he had talent around him, he broke every record known to mankind. So it, it's, it's important when you have these quarterbacks, when you draft them and you believe that they're the guy, to continue to try to put guys around him. And I commend the Buffalo Bills for going out and trading for Stephon Diggs because we see – what he's doing in Buffalo and then what, you know, 
what the Vikings are doing now, right? They can't they can't score any points. It's gross. And so yeah. you're sitting in this situation. You got a young a young up and coming receiver on a great deal, um, and Stephon's gonna he's gonna show you he's the man. Here's the thing: is we've been talking about uh, Josh Allen the last couple of weeks. He's the fourth quarterback in NFL history with 700 or more passing yards, six or more touchdown passes, and zero picks in the first two games of the season. The others, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, mm. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. So that's all pretty damn good. But to your point about Stephon Diggs, eight catches, 153 yards and a touch last week. I, I didn't realize this until I looked at the numbers. He's tied for the NFL receiving lead with Calvin Ridley for 239 yards. The reason he's made that offense so much more dangerous is because now he allows those other two receivers, which, by the way, I think is one of the best trios in the NFL, right, in John Brown and Cole Beasley, to be what they are, a number right. two and a number three, right? Well, not only that, too. I, I, again, when you have a number one wide receiver, and let, let me say this, too. When you talk about the difference between Stephon Diggs and Calvin Ridley, the Buffalo Bills are winning these games. That's the difference. Calvin Ridley, like, they scored. The Falcons have scored points. The week one was you were getting blown out, so you had to throw to catch up, right? You're right. going to get your pads. You're going to pad stats that way. In week two, they had a huge lead, and for some reason they couldn't close it out. Stephon Diggs and company, they have found a way to win every time, and he's doing this throughout the course of a game while winning. So, to me, it's when you put weapons and talented guys around a talented quarterback, and I still, you know, I still think that Josh Allen is, you know, he's going to continue to work on being more accurate. But when you put receivers that can go get it around him, like go get the ball in the air, or like that's going to help your completion percentage. You may not be as accurate, but Stephon Diggs can make those accurate, uh, those acrobatic catches all the time, and so. You know, that's what he brings. If you watch that Miami game, he, there's a couple passes that he caught. He's sliding and right. that he's making. And so that's fine. That is going to continue to bring confidence in your team and in your quarterback. You talk about that completion percentage. It was 52% as a rookie, which is not good. Mm -mm. It was almost 59% last year, which is better, but still not great. You want to be in like the mid-60s. Right now he's completing passes at a 70% clip. I, I don't know if that's sustainable, but you want to see – these young players get better every year. And yes, the guys around him have helped, but I couldn't be more impressed um, with Allen. Here's the point that we're going to get to shortly. They played two crappy teams. The Jets and the Dolphins are not good. The Rams this week going to be their first varsity opponent of the season. Right. And they've playing, been playing JV teams so far. No, they have. And, but again, it's who, who's on your schedule. You can't, I think Richard well, Sherman said it best. We don't make the schedule. We, we play who we have to play. But you're going to get tested this week. Not only are you going to get tested on the back end, Stephon Diggs is going to be covered by Jalen Ramsey. So that's going to, you know, I, don't, I, I want to see how that matches. I can't say that he's going to shut him down or, or that Stephon's going to go crazy. I think they're going to kind of uh, cancel each other out. And then it's going to force those other two guys to try to make plays. And then up front, Aaron Donald, still one of he's, the most dominant players in the game. So. Save, save a little juice for that game. We're not going all the way into that game. This is just a little Yeah, but I, I just, that's what I'm saying. I, just, I gave you a little bit. That was of, a little taste. Yeah, just a little taste. All I right. didn't give you the whole meal. All right, good. I just want an appetizer. Um, I, I know it probably upsets you that we're starting with, with all quarterbacks, but I, okay. I think these are the most interesting storylines. And Russell Wilson and Aaron Donald, in my mind, they might be the two best players in the league right now through two games of the season. Yeah, you, listen, Russell is playing lights out. I'm, I'm going to tell you a guy that I think is probably the best right now in the game is Kyler Murray. We'll get to that down the road. But the way he's – what they've done in Arizona. You're a believer. I, I'm a, I'm a, I, you know, I told you, I have to see it first. I'm a seer. You have to let me see it. For okay. Once I see it, I believe it. Kyler Murray has taken off. But don't, let, let's not get it twisted. Russell Wilson has been doing this for a long time. He's been making plays for a long time. And – what he did on Sunday night was crazy. Like, I mean, you throw a pick six and then you just bounce back. So, I mean, see, to me, he threw six touchdowns. Just one to the defense. <laughs> um, here's, so, so here's the thing about Russell. We talk about Allen's completion percentage. He's completing 82% of his passes. Yeah. That's insane. So he has, in two games, he has nine touchdown passes and 11 incompletions. He's been perfect outside of that one pick. I, I don't know how this happened or what dis they, they, the Seahawks decided to just let him go and just stop running the ball. Let, let Russ do cook, dude. Listen, the thing is, can he sustain it? Because he can't just, sustain this pace. No, you don't know, but I, no, I don't I know. know. I don't know if he can or he can't, but like you're eventually they're going to have to start leaning on their running game. Cause their defense isn't what it used to be. You have no. Jamal Adams and that's awesome, but it's not the, the, the legion of boom with rushing four guys and getting to the quarterback. So, you have to be able to protect him somewhere along the way with some running game, some play-action pass. Right now, he's just dropping back doing what he wants to do. 
I think we're going to need to start a movement to change how they vote for the MVP. There's been so much made. I'm sure you've heard of this. Russell hasn't received a single MVP vote. <coughs> well, he hasn't had a great – he hasn't had the best well, season. No, so no, he hasn't. He hasn't. But the way that the NFL does it, there's 50 people. I've had I've – had, I've received MVP votes. I mean, what does that mean? Like, I don't – listen – if I don't win the championship game, I don't want the ring. If I don't play in their game, I don't want the ring. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So what's the purpose of getting votes? Like, if, I'm, if you're going to vote me in when I got voted, when I, I had a couple votes for it, um, Aaron Rodgers. When you had the, the league rushing it was, title? It was 2010 and 2011, my two years. All right. 2010, I want to say Aaron Rodgers threw for like 49 touchdowns and like three picks or something. And then 2011 was Tom Brady. It was like the years that these dudes like blew up, right? So it was like... Like, bro, I put up numbers, and I was running and towing these things, but who cares? Like, if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not going to win it, I don't care about MVP, but no one cares about who, who was in the race. Everybody wants to know who the winner well, was. Well, don't you find that interesting, though, that as good as Russell Wilson has been, he hasn't received a single MVP vote? He, his, his, his seasons, statistically, haven't been the best. No, you're right. No, 100%. So that's the problem. I, no, that's I, the and, problem. I, and I get it. But my problem is with the way that the voting is set up. Unlike... Major League Baseball, or unlike the NBA, voters vote for one MVP. There's just they just get one vote. Right. Whereas in the other leagues, you say, all right, this is my first place, this is my second place, this is third place, and then they tally up right. all the votes. Right. So when LeBron says, I only got 16 first place votes, that's like that's ridiculous. There is no first place vote or second place votes in the NFL. I like just that. One. I prefer that because you do? At, yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't don't vote for me for a second. What does second get? Do we, does he get a trophy? Well, if you get enough seconds and somebody else gets a first and a nah, third, they cancel each other out. give me all the first. All right. Like, and at the end of the day, Russell Wilson is leading this right now. And if he keeps it going, he'll probably win it. But you, you got to remember, Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson did something that we've never seen before. Led his team in rushing and, like, threw 45 touchdowns, like, what, eight picks or something crazy like that. Like, you have to have those type of seasons to win MVPs now. So on three of those five touchdown passes that he had against the Patriots, he took massive shots. Um, and he's always, I think, very magician-like in the way that he can avoid the big hit. But he took big shots on three of those five touchdown passes, which makes it even more impressive. And to your point about surrounding players with first-round picks, not a single one of those five touchdown passes went to a first-round pick. Mm-mm. Second-rounders. I mean, DK Metcalf probably should, be a first, should have been a first-round pick. Tyler Lockett. Um, I know Moore. I don't even know where Moore was drafted, but David Moore. But he, I mean, these are guys, that's who Russ is around. Like, that's what he gets. Like, when you get paid like that. <clears throat> it's, it's kind of Tom Brady-esque in yeah. that way. And, and you got to make it work. And the other thing about Russ that I love is that when he scrambles, he scrambles to throw the ball. And the running is the last resort. Yep. And that is. He's really- always been that way ever since coming out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, all right, you brought up Kyler Murray earlier when I was looking at these quarterbacks who were you know, MVP-type candidates through two games. Um, you look at Kyler Murray's numbers, passing numbers, and they don't jump off the chart at all. But when you watch him play, like I watched that game against Washington last week, the dude is a stupid difference maker. It's unbelievable. And it, he can't he, – his passing numbers will get there, but what he's doing with his feet right now is one of the reasons he's so dangerous. He's in the top 10 in the NFL in rushing with 158 yards. He has accounted for 46% of Arizona's mm-hmm. rushing yards so far. And, by the way, only Christian McCaffrey has more than his three rushing touchdowns this year. And, and the Cardinals, 2-0, and and they play Detroit, who's lost 11 in a row. They're on their way to being 3-0. and well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I didn't understand why the Cardinals traded away Josh Rose. I knew that Kyler Murray had the ability. But it's just like you drafted a quarterback in the top ten. Why would you trade him away and go get a guy no, I was won, on the, right? I was on board with that um, thought. But there was a t- couple things that, like, really sold me on Kyler Murray. Once I saw him play, um, he, his demeanor is like – he, he's just always the same, right? You don't really you see him. You can't ruffle his feathers, yeah. man. And then I saw a video of him racing Andy Isabella. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. And, like, beating him in a 40-yard dash. And I was like, well, this dude ran 4-3-2 or something like that, and he whooped him. Like, well, he didn't whoop him. He beat him by, like, a step or so. I'm like, there's not many quarterbacks like that in this league. Um, and so you, you put that with his athleticism, the way he could throw the ball. He has the Patrick Mahomes ability throwing the ball off of any platform. Um, and you see they have design runs for him. The other part, he never, he's never taken a big hit. 
Like, you'll get right close to him. He'll make you miss. He'll slide to the side. Like, he does a great job of protecting himself. And then they, you know what they did? They went and got him a dog and receiver. Mm. This is, here, here goes DeAndre Hopkins. Let me help you. Let, look, people helping people is a beautiful thing. Let me help you. <laughs> Put this guy around you. And now all of a sudden, guess what? We have a coverage dictator. So that's going to open up for Christian Kirk. That's going to open up for these other guys to go out there, Larry Fitzgerald, to make plays. And yet, I can still get this dude the ball 14 times in week one against the Niners' top defense and make it work. Did you see these coaches get fined for not wearing masks? I did see that. So here's my issue with that. Five coaches fined, 100000 each. Kyle Shanahan, uh, Vic Fangio, Pete Carroll, John Gruden, and, and Sean Payton. Their teams fined 250000 mm-hmm. each. Normally, I wouldn't even bring up this topic because who cares? Teams getting fined, coaches getting fined. Well, you played for the Raiders, mm-hmm. right? Mark Davis isn't made of money. $250,000 fined the Raiders – it's a lot. It's not anymore. He's made of money now. Well, he's made of money now, but he's not. Yeah. He's he's not one of the wealthiest owners out there that no. just strokes that check and says, ah, no big deal. These guys are. When this rule was made that you had to wear the masks on the sideline, they were only going to test two to three days, you know, a week during the season. The players are getting tested. The coaches are getting tested every right. single day. Can we just? And and poor Sarah Thomas. I'm watching the game the other night. She's an NFL official, a very good NFL yes. official. One of the best, she, actually. She was, she was actually pulling her mask up, t- pulling it down to talk. Like, we don't, everybody's getting tested. They don't, they don't need masks on the field. It, it's yeah, all for it, optics. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely for perception. Um, but it's important because you, you, even though you get tested every day, like, you don't know who this person's come in contact with ever. And that's why they're doing that. And so just to be, and again, to be, it's hard to coach that way. I get it. Because coaching, I got to be able to yell out there like, hey, what are you doing? Like, and it's different. So I think the league, um, I think they sent like a report out week one, like, yo, all right, these coaches didn't have their masks down, right. blah, blah, blah. They give you a warning. It's kind of like the dress code when you're in the league. Like, people don't know this, but you have to wear your socks a certain, like, you have like so many inches they have to be up or And down. there's a dude at every game. Then the checks us. Checklist. And it will, they'll warn you, here, all right, pull your socks up. Here, do this. Here, do that. Do they do it before? For the game? Yeah, they do it from warm-ups. So whenever you wear warm-ups, they'll give it to you. So you normally don't show what you're going to wear in warm-ups. And you do it the first one, they'll give it to you at halftime. Like, all right, put so, your socks So they up. put it in your locker? Do they come find you? How does that uh, work? They'll tell the equipment guys, and the equipment guys come tell you. Okay. But if I warn you, and then you still do it, you're going to get fined. Right. It's, it's, part, it's part of the deal. So um, do I feel sorry for them? No. They were warned. Well, it's like, a rule. And it's I, a rule. I, I, so, I understand if in California or... I'm just nah, it's an NFL rule. This ain't, it's not a, it's not a, I think what the if league If it's is, mandated by the state, then you, you know. But it's mandated by the league. So it's your, it's your company that's mandated it. But like the, the fans in the stadium, they allow that to be a statewide thing. Like, all right, if your state allows fans and you can do it. Um, but well, it's a league rule. It's like if, if I have to, if but I why, show up late to a meeting, I get fined. I get that. But the rule was made before they were tested every day. Why not just change the rule? We're in the middle of the season now. Let's finish this thing out. Three weeks in. Now you're you're being petty. No, I think. Listen, is this my single right here? Find them again if they do it. They'll learn. This is a podcast. The stove is hot. What what about all the people that are listening and you won't call them for your single? You have a microphone on. That's fine, but the people that want to watch it, (laughs) I'm looking at you. (laughs) Oh, you better move that single, man. Um, Okay, injuries. Just ravaged the NFL week two. Yeah. Seven guys tore ACLs. I mean, Saquon's out for the year. Yeah. Um, the Colts lose uh, Malik Hooker. You know, Paris Campbell's out. Drew Locke's out with the shoulder. Cortland Sutton, ACL. Um, Sa- I, I, Saquon just is devastating. McCaffrey's a big one. Yeah, with, with the ankle. But nobody, nobody has it worse than the 49ers. Listen to this laundry list of injuries. Five wide receivers and Richard Sherman are on IR. They're starting centers on IR. Jimmy G and their top two running backs are banged up. George Kittle has a sprained knee. Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas have torn ACLs. They're done for the year. D Ford, there's no timetable for his return. And they're practicing at the Greenbrier uh, before the Giants game this week because they're on the East Coast mm-hmm. already, right? The truck carrying their MRI machine broke down yeah. on the way to the Greenbrier. And, oh, by the way, the plane that they were going to get on in uh, San Jose to fly out to their game this weekend – it was uh, hit on the runway, so they boarded six hours late 
And they arrived at their team hotel in New Jersey at 4 a.m. And then they still thumped the Jets 31-13. But, I mean, the, the 40 like, – That says more about the Jets, Jets than it does anything else, right? <laughs> it like, really does. The Jets have a lot of injuries too. But uh, let me say this. The, like, first of all, football is a 100% chance you're going to get hurt. Now, the severity of that injury, we don't know. Um, but that's, that's part of it. This, this has zero to do with guys going through training camp or training. Especially ACLs. I, think, yeah, I see just, people trying to make a lot of that. No. A, a torn ACL has nothing to do with the kind of shape. It, it, it doesn't matter. if like You can pull. I've seen guys in phenomenal shape pull hamstrings. Like, it doesn't matter. It's football, man. Like You're torquing and you're, you're moving your body and you're, you're doing certain things that sometimes your body is just like, boof, it happens. Right? right? Um, it, when you're talking about the Bosa and, and Solomon Thomas, their foot just got caught, which I've seen happen in youth football. I've seen it happen in high school football. I've seen it happen in college and professional. It, like, you just get caught in an awkward position. Like, it just happens. So you're it, not making much of that turf being uh, not mean, as good as it should be. I don't, I don't, again, when you get so many of those in the same game, you're going to look to that. But it's football. Right. Like, I'm running full speed into another man. Something, part of me is going to hurt, period. Like, and every now and then, I'm going to get caught. And then when you get caught, that's what happens. You know what I like to remind people who are, I'm 45, you're what, 34 now? How old are you? 35. 35. People, try to remember the last time that you've gone to the ground for something other than a burpee, right? Like you dove on the ground. I mean, for a lot of people, it's been years. And in the course of a football game, you're getting smacked and then oh. rolling around on the ground, like full contact, dozens and dozens of times a game. So I'll tell you this. Uh, me and my boys, we were at the beach, uh, Santa Monica Beach, probably like a month ago, and they wanted to play football with this other group of guys. It was, it was a couple adults, and they had a little kid there. So I was like, all right, bro, like we could do it. I was like, we'll just go talk to them. So we went and talked to them, and... We got out there and, you know, is, they were third, they're in their low, mid. Uh, so you approached a random group of guys about yeah. playing a game of what? Flag football? Touch. No, no, we didn't have flags. Ta- okay, so it was touch, touch on the beach. So right. it was uh, me, my cousin who's 32, uh, my son who's 11, or he just turned 12 at the time, and my youngest son who was nine. And they had like a little nine or eight year old, similar size. Right. And then there was three other grown men. So I was like, hey, buddy, like, you got to guard one of these grown men out here. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to pick on you. He was like, oh, I'm good. When I tell you, when, I, when the competitive juices started to flow, because I saw my oldest one, my oldest son was like, well, he was in it. He wanted to win. I, I started to play. Like, I started to play a couple little bit, and there's a couple times I smashed somebody. Like, pow! Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the next With, day, Hold I on was, one second. Was this before you lost a little weight? or were, like, were This, you, this like, is before. Like, this is the reason I started working out again, okay. because I was like, dude, like, I can't be out here. Because I, like, tried to accelerate to go bat a ball down, and I could feel my hamstring grab, right? So I was like, oh... <laughs> And like my, the, when I tell you the next morning I woke up, I was so sore. I was like, bro, like, but I'm saying that to say like, it doesn't matter old, young, like when you're out there competing and you're like putting your body through it, even if you train for that, guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, guys are in the, and I remember being in the training room all the time because you're just dealing with little nicks and bruises. And those nicks and bruises turn to pulls and strains or tears. So it just happens. Like, you just have to be able to fight through it. Did you hear this Darius Leonard story? Yeah, I heard about that. That was, that was pretty crazy. So uh, he took off his gloves like so many players do, gave it to a young fan. How do you stands. play with your ring on? Like, I, I could never do that. Well, I was always scared that it would get caught and it will rip my hand off, my finger off. Well, a lot of guys play with those, those rubber. Those rubber ones, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, he, so he, he had his ring caught in the glove, and he didn't realize it until he gets in the shower, you know, after the game. He's like, oh. What am I, oh, man, this is not going to be good. I don't have to explain this when I get home. Well, it turns out the fans realized right away that the ring was in the glove, and they somehow found his wife on Twitter or Instagram and DM'd her and said, hey, we, we have Darius's ring. So when he got home, he, he was like, you know, like probably how am I going to tell my wife I lost right. my ring? She's like, it's all good. We got it. I mean, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Because that could have been a, that could have been a blow up. That could have been bad. That could have been that could have been a whole year long situation that he'd have been dealing with while trying trying to help the Colts get back to the top. So well, he uh, he sent the kid a jersey too. That's uh, pretty cool. That's right? the he could do. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our sponsors. And if you're a sports fan like me and a fantasy football fan as well. 
you know about DraftKings. You can play Daily Fantasy on there, and you probably have been for the last couple of years. Now you can bet as well. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to turn $1 into 100 bucks when they bet on any team. That's right. You place a $1 bet on any team. If that team wins, you cash in for 100 bones. How good is that? DraftKings, safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HELIPOD when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. You pick any team during week two, you bet a dollar, and you win a hundred. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, that's one dollar, and you win a hundred. Promo code HELIPOD during sign-up. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let me tell you about a company called Vaco, started by one of my good buddies, Brian Waller, many years ago, back in 2002, one of the co-founders. Vaco is the premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position, Vaco has you covered, and they have you covered in a lot of different places, accounting finance, technology, healthcare IT, operations, administration, or international managed services. Vaco has grown to serve over 40 markets across the globe. They have 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue since 2002. At Vaco, they do it right. Check them out, vaco.com, for more info on how Vaco connects people to their dream jobs and helps leading companies find talent to grow their business. I want to tell you about something that I started about two months ago now. It's a product called True Niagen. Uh, if you want to invest in your long-term health like I have, I think you should try them out. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise, we don't sleep enough, and even when we're exposed to a virus. There's only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize winning scientists, 10 published human studies, and regulatory approvals for safety. That's TrueNiagen. Additionally, TrueNiagen, NSF certified for sport. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com to learn more. And finally, Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse those green superfoods into a bar. Those bars and powders, they're tasty. I, I use them probably five to six times a week. I feel better when I do. It's the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. You can get it at Whole Foods or on Amazon, or if you go to greensplus.com, you're gonna get 20% off using the promo code HELLY. That's greensplus.com, 20% off using the promo code H-E-L-L-I-E. -L -L -I, -E. I love the chocolate protein bars and the wild berry superfood powder. Check it out. 11 teams started 2-0, the most ever. Five of them did not make the playoffs last year. Arizona, Chicago, the Raiders, the Rams, and Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Rams out because you call their games. Which two, look at this list here, yep. have the best chance to make the playoffs? Uh, Pittsburgh and... I knew you'd say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for sure. Because, I mean, the way they're playing defense their right defense now is, 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 is lights out. And then, um, you know, I'm going to say this. This is just my bold prediction. I thought about this like last week. Has there ever, with the new playoff structure, there, there, there's never really been opportunity, but with this new one there is, the, the whole NFC West, depending if the Niners get healthy, can make the playoffs. If they all go one and one, if they split with each other. Huh. Think about that. that that's definitely never happened. That, that's, could, that would be That could wild. happen, though. That could happen. How bananas is that? Think about that. 
Because Arizona right now is just on a tear. I just, you know I mean. And by the way, they don't even really have Kenyon Drake going yet. No, like they, they could. No, they just they, I think they could be better. Um, the Ram, I mean, you're not going to take the Rams out, but the Rams right now, they're just slapping teams left and right. They played two really – I mean, you play the Cowboys are really good. We saw what they did against Atlanta. The Eagles are kind of going through their stuff. And they'll be tested again this week against the Buffalo Bills, especially if they got to go back to Buffalo to play. But um, That would be nuts. I that. hadn't even thought about that. All right, I hope somebody listens to this and picks that up because that's, that's, a, that's fascinating. That could happen. All right, so from the 2-0 teams to the 0-2 teams, um, last season there wasn't a single team that started 0-2 that made the playoffs. Okay. Usually when you start 0-2, there's about a 12% chance that you get to the postseason. Um, Miami... The Jets, Cincinnati, Houston, Denver, the Giants, Eagles, Lions, uh, Vikings, Falcons, Carolina, all 0-2. Um, but they're not all bad teams. So I would say the only reason I may say Philly is because the division is just bad right now. I think that and they play the Cowboys. It's kind the of the most. Cowboys and everybody else. Yeah, but they they won it. They beat the Cowboys last year to go to the playoffs. Yeah. They just have their – they beat them. Um Minnesota, I feel like they've fallen off. Detroit is Detroit. I, I want to give Atlanta love, but I like they they're finding ways to lose now instead of finding ways to win. If that makes sense, that onside kick yeah. was bananas. Um, and then Houston, like you can pay all these. You you have no weapons. How does Will Fuller not have a catch? Not a single. He had 100 yards week one. No, not a, a quiet, catch. A quiet 100, and then not a catch. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't make sense. How do you have to have a receiver that you can count on? To throw the ball to having five guys out there just running around, like that that that, that sounds good. That works in basketball, like the whole little weave, whatever the basketball thing. <laughs> Three man weave. Yeah, yeah, that don't work in football. You got to have a dog that you can count on in crucial situations. Well, they don't have that. Brandon that Cooks not a dog. Will Fuller's not that guy right now. They don't they don't have a true number one in Houston. Now that being said, they've played Kansas City and Baltimore the first two weeks. Of and the guess season. who they play this week? I'm forgetting. Pittsburgh. They play Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, so go ahead. It doesn't get any easier down the no, road. No, you're right. And I think that's one of our preview games. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about so, that in a minute. Yeah, so they, they have some issues. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's time for – we're going to pick six games here. I'm, I'm looking at the records yeah. through the first two weeks. Down bad right now. Yeah, I'm 10-2. I'm and two. Yeah. You're 7-5. and five. Yeah, we, It was a little aggressive week one. Okay. A little aggressive. You tried right. to say I was 6-6. Six and six, but I did. You tried to play me, but it's okay. Like, I, I, I now know who teams – I told what I tell you in the first podcast. I said, give me to week three and four, and I'll be able to tell you who teams are. It's week three. I know who these teams are now. All right. You just don't know who teams are the first couple weeks. There's no preseason. It was just training camp. You just don't know how guys are going to perform. Now I know it's time to roll. So you ready now? Ready to go. All right. So there's no excuse. This no, you're up. You're, you got a three-game lead. Like, okay. you, should be, you, should, you should win this. All right. I think we're going to agree on a lot of these games this week. Uh, okay, I'm, start, I'm starting with uh, your Rams. They're at Buffalo. I think this is the third most interesting game of the weekend. We talked about Josh Allen, but let's not forget who he's been doing it against. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, that defense gave up 17 to the Jets. I, in my mind, that's like 40 against right. a normal team, and then 28 um, to They have both their linebackers out, too. Yeah. They, they've been banged up as well. I, I, okay, so if we're going to talk about this game, we have to talk about it in different ways. Uh, the Buffalo Bills defensive line, they, when you play the Rams, you have to be able to handle the boot. I don't know if they've seen this type of offense before. Um, you have to know that you're going to be – if you're sitting in cover two all, all game, you're going to be playing zone, they're going to pick you apart. Um, if you're in man-to-man, they're going to pick you apart. You have to find a way to get pressure on Jared Goff immediately, and you have to get them out of second and five. If they get in their rhythm, as you saw against the Philadelphia Eagles, it can pile up on you quickly because the defense uh, is really good. Um, so it comes down to the defensive line being disruptive for the Buffalo Bills um, and being disruptive and, and really trying to you know put an end to Jared Goff and getting him uh, knocked out. So to me... Um, the Rams defensively, you just have to corral Josh Allen. And the best part about it is they play these type of quarterbacks. You play Russell Wilson, you play Kyler Murray twice a year, so they know how to do those type of things. So it's on Jerry Hughes and Trent Ed, Murphy. Ed Oliver. The, yeah, like them, those dudes have to, Vernon Butler, those dudes, those are first round picks now. Like those three are first round picks. Yeah. They got to make it happen. Harrison Phillips has to come in. They got to make it happen. Those, like, you got to find a way to get this thing going. 
All right, so I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, like me, you're going to pick the Rams. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, the Rams are rolling right now. Yeah, no, they are. I, I, I mean, I, I think the Rams are going to roll them. 30 to 14 is, uh, is my pick in that one. Um, okay, so we both have the Rams there. Yeah. Noted. Tennessee at Minnesota. Do we, we even have to talk about this game? Or I don't, I you know, we'll, we'll be quick, but I just I want to give Ryan Tannehill some love because we, we've talked about all these other quarterbacks, okay. you know, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Tannehill's gone unnoticed, but he's been playing great. He picked up right where he left off last year. I mean, he turns around and hands the ball off at least 25 times a game. It's not D- Derrick Henry had a pretty – he does. He had a pretty average game against yeah, the Jags. But, but you still have to respect that, though, because if no, you don't respect right. Derrick Henry, he'll, he'll give you 250, right? And I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is not playing. He's playing really well right now. But it's easy when you have that dog, that, that, that man behind you that's going to garnish that respect from defenses. And you can throw – and again, the Jags let John New Smith just run wide open half the game. So, you know, and he doesn't have, he didn't have A.J. Brown. I hope he's back this week. Help my fantasy team out. But if not, you know, I think again, this to me isn't, this is not a, this is not like when you, when I saw this game, when you sent it to me. You're like, why are we talking yeah, about Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, Minnesota has too much going on. Too many guys hurt, bars hurt. I mean. Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter's out. Like, they don't have enough to compete with the Tennessee Titans right now. They have two sacks in two games, that uh, Vikings defense. Uh, all right, so we're both picking Tennessee. I'm yep. going 25-21, uh, maybe a little closer than uh, some people might expect. Houston-Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked about Are we Murray. talking about this one, too? Because this one, to me, doesn't seem like... You don't, you don't find this interesting at all? No, I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to roll them. It's in Pittsburgh, too. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is... I mean, we talk, they, they've, they've become the steel curtain... We call it blitz, they call it Blitzburg now because they're blitzing all over the place Dude. at like what, like a seventy percent rate. Yeah, they're blitzing like crazy and TJ Watt and Budget Pre Camp Hayward, oh. nasty. Yeah, and you got guys that can cover on the back end. This is my problem with Houston. If you can't score points, you got to be able to stop people. They can't do either right. right now. They're not stopping anyone. Their secondary is giving up a ton, and we saw what Big Ben has been able to. He's getting better each week with these young receivers. Like, to me, it's just like you know. You, you, so, are you, I mean, is, is Houston in the dirt? Are you burying I'm, Houston I wouldn't right now? Bear, I wouldn't bury him because I just don't know what the AFC South is going to be like because Houston normally plays well against the Colts and the Titans and the Jags. But the, those first three games, that ain't nice. Are you buying Deontay Johnson as a number one wide receiver? 23 targets in two games. Um, I think Juju's their number one. He's not, but I, I think that he... Juju has like 14 targets. Is that just a product of? This is a product of getting covered, like the covers that he's seeing. They, they try to move. When I when I say number one receiver, your number one receiver, they move him around to try to get him into certain situations. If you watch that Giants game, Juju played the slot. He played outside. He played the number three receiver. He played by himself. Like they moved him around. I, I think when you look at Johnson, he's normally on the outside right now, just kind of getting going. So to me, it's 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 Juju's their number one guy that they're trying to get going. Yeah, he has twenty three targets. That's because the coverage is going towards Juju and Big Ben is spreading the ball around. Who's a better running back when, when they're healthy, James Conner or Benny Snell? Uh, I think James Conner's more explosive. The question is when you said is when healthy. Like, right. he's, he hasn't been healthy in three years. So, right. uh, But he got the, the touches. Uh, Benny Snell was a guy that week one, everyone jumped on after week one. Uh, it's just going to be a back and forth type of game. Pittsburgh's going to go with whoever's hot. Whoever has a hot hand, they're going to roll with. All right, I'm picking the Steelers. You're picking the Steelers. You don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a little closer, 28-24, my pick there. Okay, are you interested in this game? Are you interested in any games? I mean, I'm interested I mean, in this how game. How can you not Seattle? I'm, I am, I, but this is the, like, Seattle's just wearing teams out right now. Like, it's not even, it's not even fun. You don't feel like, like the mojo of a win, a comeback win from 20 points down, one of the greatest comebacks in the past 20 years, carries over to the next week? You know who you're playing? You're playing Seattle in Seattle. No, you're playing Russell Wilson in Seattle. It's a difference. In September. In September. They're 16-1. and one. Yeah, Russell Wilson ain't playing no games. He's cooking. And your defense ain't stopping nobody. Obviously, when you have to score 40 points offensively. <laughs> their defense is and, and Seattle's defense is they've struggled, but they played two different type of teams. They played Atlanta, and they just smashed Atlanta, right? Then you play Cam Newton and the Patriots with a different type of running scheme. And, yeah, Cam, Cam showed that he still can. He threw for almost 400 yards in that game. The question is, if this Cowboys – because we saw this, this uh, Seattle defense. And this, uh, let me say this, too. The Atlanta Falcons play cover three and cover one all game. The Seattle Seahawks don't do that anymore. They don't play just cover three and 
cover one all game. They play cover four. They play cover uh, two. They blitz. They do a little bit of everything. Pete Carroll has kind of changed this, transformed this defense a little bit. So you have to game plan a little bit different than you would when you play the Atlanta Falcons or any other team like the, the, the Chargers who run that Seattle cover three defense. Um, and I just think Jamal Adams just gives them a difference, man. Like He's everywhere. In oh. two games, he's literally been everywhere. You can't not watch a game with the Seattle Seahawks defense and not see Jamal Adams in on seemingly every single play. Bobby Wagner. I mean, and don't get me wrong, the Cowboys have weapons all over the place. But I just think when you have to come back from being 20 points down, that is a problem. And if you don't start fast against the Seattle Seahawks, you will get worn down. Well, I just is, – is it a product of the teams that they've played? Because when you're giving up uh, 415 passing yards per game, to, to me that's a problem. Who, the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah. Again, you, 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 you're blowing out the Falcons, so you're just playing covers, letting them go. And Camden's had a good game. But let's be honest. The, the, the Patriots came in there with a great game plan, and Cam lit it up. Like, he did everything. And mobile quarterbacks are tough. I, if I would give the Cowboys – I would probably give the Cowboys an opportunity in this game if they ran Dak more. Just more design runs for Dak? Just more design runs for Dak. If you can get him just running the ball a little bit, a little read option – quarterback draw, uh, quarterback sweeps in the red zone, I would say, yeah, you have a chance. And, and, and it still may be close, but at the end of the day, it's Seattle in Seattle. That is a – first of all, I, I told you, it's tough travel. You don't believe me. It's hard to play up there because it's tough travel. They're way up in the northwest by themselves. So when you're on a plane and you're going to Seattle, you're like, oh, man, this flight, man, this is a lot tougher. From Jacksonville, than- you know how long that flight was? Well, I know, but you're not coming Seven from and Jacksonville. And a half. You're coming from, from Dallas. Dallas. Okay, it's four hours. Well, what if they fly to New York from Dallas, right? Like, but is that different. trip any tougher than New York? Yeah, it's different because New York is not like the weather's different in the south, in the Northwest. It's just a different type of weather. It's just different, man. Like, what about the no fans though? Does that like there there isn't the same home field advantage? Obviously, it was because they beat the well, Patriots, right? It was. <laughs> like, they they how by the way. How well did that defense play that last play? I wanted to play action pass now. They everyone knew what was coming. I did play action pass like you did on Jamal Adams. But, but then, but then all of a sudden they're calling uh, they're calling Belichick Pete Carroll hey, if man. you do a play action pass. And it, but if you're it doesn't matter it it'll work. They sold out. Everyone sold they out did on sell the run. Out. You're right. I knew exactly you, what was yeah. coming. I mean, but it was like good on good. They're like we're calling our best play. Yeah. And if we block it right, we should score. And if you guys blow it up, then you're gonna stop it. It happens. I got the Seahawks. Okay. I have the Seahawks, too. I think it's going to be really close. I have 36-34. I think it's going to be a barn burner. going to be a ton of points scored. Green Bay at New Orleans. It's Sunday night football. I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, I'm not sure what to make of Green Bay. They beat up on the Vikings. They trailed the Lions 14-3 before they came back to Woodshed them. Rodgers has been awesome. They scored 40 points. No, I know. I know. But it just took them a minute to get going. Rodgers has been great. Hasn't thrown a pick. He's only taken one sack. Uh, So I'm like, all right, what are they? I, it's like I keep waiting for the Packers to fall down to earth. Since Matt LaFleur has been there, it hasn't happened. The one thing I will say about the Saints, out of all these quarterbacks that are 40-plus, you can see the age on Drew Brees more than any of them. And when that offense doesn't have Michael Thomas, they're not good. Drew Brees hasn't been good. They lost both of the games they played in without Michael Thomas. And then you'll say, well, what about Devontae Adams? He has a little hamstring issue. You know what the Packers were without Devontae Adams last year? They were 4-0. They were even better than they were with Devontae Adams. I don't know how that, that worked. And, oh, by the way, I looked at the schedule, okay? They played Dallas and KC in that four-game stretch, beat them both on the road, and their leading receiver in those games was Aaron Jones, one-man wrecking crew. So when I was scouting Aaron Jones coming out of UTEP, uh, I was like <clears> – <throat> He's the poor man's Christian McCaffrey in this draft. He did everything Christian McCaffrey did. He just did it at a smaller school. I mean, right. literally played a receiver, returner, running back. He did it all. Um, and people were like, no way, no way. But you're seeing his skill set. Like, he is a baller. Um, my issue with the, the New Orleans Saints is this. Drew Brees doesn't push the ball down the field anymore. Uh, and maybe they do it this week. But they haven't done it in a long time. Guys can't create separation. And if you have to go 10 to 12 plays down the field, it's not going to work. So I'm going to say this. Don't be, don't be surprised. And I know people in New Orleans are going to be all upset when I say this. But it's not me. It's them. 
if they get boat raced in this one. Boat race? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't playing no games with nobody. I don't care what you say. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. And it's nothing that you did, I did, or anyone else did. Only his team did it. Okay? His it's team. his family that did yeah, it Yeah, his family did it to him. His team drafted a quarterback number one. Now this dude's going to have to sit on the bench for the next four years because Aaron Rodgers is on a mission right now. And it just feels like James Jones said it best uh, on NFL Network. He was like, this is when Rodgers wins MVP. Like, this is what he does. He's going to go out there and he's not going to take a sack. Again, hasn't thrown a pick, has one sack, and then you wonder why Russell Wilson doesn't win MVP. Like, he's going to have this great year, but when you put the numbers next to each other, Aaron Rodgers is going to be that much better. And then the Packers are running the football. Yeah. That's the other thing that's scary. They're running the football. So Aaron Rodgers with a running game? Come on. I'll take that. Aaron Jones is averaging – it's only two games, I know, but he's averaging almost seven yards per carry, and he's leading the NFL in rushing um, by a pretty good distance, I believe. If Devontae Adams does not play, okay, uh, you, you're not worried about you know about that Scantling being he'll, the number he'll, one. He'll find Alan a Lazard way. He'll find a way two. to get. They'll run the ball. And they'll use play action pass. Just same thing they did last the, year. The same, the, yeah, the same thing. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. And they'll you'll, they'll use your running backs on your um, linebackers. So I, I'm on board with you. I, I don't know if a 10 point margin of victory is that's a boat. A boat race. That's a boat. 30, I mean, that's, that's what, what it, it looked. It got ugly for the Raiders, right? When they played yeah. the Raiders, it was a 10 point win. Yeah, I think it was. And it was ugly. Yeah. It was like, it's, ooh. That's a good point. Okay, uh, we're, we're, I think, have we agreed on every single game? To this point, yeah. All right. So. I don't know about this one, though, but we'll see. All right. Kansas City and Baltimore is our last one here. That's uh, Monday Night Football. I'll be doing that. I'll be watching that with my fans in the UK. On Channel 5. There you go. I, like I just it. want to give him a shout out. I'm, I'm trying to give over there. You know, I, I love it. You're a world traveler Cheers. now. I love, I, do, I love the UK. Okay. Um, everybody's going to be focused on Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. Here's some numbers for you. All right. Lamar's never lost in primetime. He's mm-hmm. 4-0. But he's also never beaten the Chiefs. He's 0-2. Mahomes has never lost in, in September, right. which is crazy to me. Uh, I, I know it's only been a few years. Um, but I think this is going to be a really interesting chess match between uh, Wink Martindale, the uh, Baltimore defensive coordinator, and uh, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, um, you know, who are manning that Kansas City offense. Baltimore blitzes more than any other team, but Mahomes is actually better against the blitz than he is against the non-blitz. He's insane. The last yeah. three years, he's thrown 20 touchdown passes with one pick against the blitz. So do they blitz less? I don't, but that's their bread and butter. I don't know what they do. What I'll tell you this, though, with that stat, I want to say Lamar is the, like, has thrown like 40 touchdowns and like eight interceptions or something since he's been a starter. Like, so he's been very um, – he's been more accurate than people have given him opportunity for. Um, we're we're going to disagree on this one. I just saw – How I, do you know? You already saw my I pick. I saw what you, who you picked, but I was going the other way anyways because I, I cannot pick against the Chiefs until they lose because it's like boxing to me. Once you win a Super Bowl, you're the champ. And the only way you beat the champ is if you beat the champ. Like, you're not going to – you got to knock them out. You can't, you can't go for rounds. You're not going to ever win in a 12-round fight. Okay. No. You have to knock them out. And in order for the Baltimore Ravens – or for me to go and pick the Baltimore Ravens as much as I love them because one of my college roommates is their uh, assistant head coach. Um, or not uh, – yes, he's a special – head special teams coach. Okay. Uh, Chris, Chris, Christopher Horton. Chris um, Horton? Yeah. Was your college roommate? Yeah, my college roommate. Oh, man, I covered him when we played the Redskins. Yeah, Redskins. Yeah. That's my dog. I used to be over at Josephine's all the time down okay. there in, in D.C. Uh, of course you uh, were. Staying at the W right across yeah, from the White House. Surprise yeah, surprised me one bit. Okay, right on. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> but I told him this. Until you beat the champ, and, and you know what the other thing is? Lamar Jackson only lost to two teams in his career, the Chiefs and the Browns. Yeah. That's it. Which is insane. So until you beat the champ, I can never pick against the champ. So, uh, all those stats are nice. I know the Kansas City Chiefs struggled against the Chargers, but the Chargers have always played them tough. They've always played them really well. Gus Bradley has a great scheme against Patrick Mahomes, and they have pass rushers against Patrick Mahomes. We can play coverage. Remember, the, the, the Ravens don't have a lot of pass rushers, man. They, that's why they blitz so much. Yeah, but that defense, I, th- that defense is so, so good. I mean, it's, I'm it's, not saying they are, but Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. And they still got Tyreek Hill, and they still have, you know, Travis Kelsey, and they still have 
a bunch of other cats, and guess what? They added a running back who could run too when need be. Yeah, but he was a, I don't want to say a different guy. They just used him differently. You know, week one, he had 130 plus yards, 138 yards. Week two, he had 38 yards. And only well, that, but that's what, again, that's what happens. Like, you change your game plan changes per team. They're, they're very, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are very similar to the New England Patriots. When it's time to run the ball, they'll run the ball. When it's time to throw the ball, they'll throw the ball. Um, and again, the Chargers just play them differently. And you, you looking at the roster, I mean, who is it? Matthew Judon is the only one. He had nine and a half last year. Well, Clayus Campbell can get to the quarterback, dude. He, yeah, but again, like, but that's an interior rush. So I'm, not, I'm talking about, like, in order to get Patrick Mahomes, you got to get him from the outside. Right. Because those guys on the inside do a really good job for him. Um, and that's why they blitz so much. So, with all that being said, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, you, you have to, I have to take them because they've won the Super Bowl and they've made plays. I, I just think Baltimore, I, I just think they're so good. And I love the Chiefs, too. Um, do you know who has the most receiving touchdowns in the NFL in the last year and two games? Somebody you're going to tell I don't know who. Mark Andrews. That's solid. We don't talk about him enough. We don't I need think to. he catches the game when he touches him. What do you mean we don't need to? He's one of the best tight ends he, in football. He is one of the best tight ends in football, but he's going against arguably the best tight end in football. That's the process why you don't need to talk about him. So Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, who are you taking? I'd probably take Kelsey. Okay. So <laughs> I'm trying to – and it's not it's a slight on him. It's that he's young and he's getting there. But Travis Kelsey has been doing this time and time again. And as we saw – and this is the other thing I have to say this. The tight end position has changed the game of football because your safeties have to now be able, have to, now be able to cover these tight ends. And they have to now be able to cover these running backs out of the backfield and all these different things. And so – who did the Ravens lose this offseason? Who did the Ravens lose this offseason? Earl Thomas. Oh, yeah, but Earl Thomas wasn't even that, that good for them last year. That's, that's fine. But, but you think that's a big difference? That's a big difference, man. When you have Tyron Matthew on the other side? So yeah. who's Tyron Matthew going to cover? Exactly. Yeah, he's going to cover You see what I'm saying? No, I so, get it. So that's where you have to – that's where you look at those matchups like, dang, okay. And it's going to be a great game. I don't I – don't, listen – Baltimore always plays Kansas City tough. Always. But again, it's tough for me to pick against the champ. I can't do it. See, you like to do stuff like that. I never, I'll never pick against Tyson. Uh, until he fought Holyfield like four times. You know when and I'm then picking I was like, against right. Tyson? When he fights Roy Jones Jr. in like two months. Now, he ain't the champ no more, though. <laughs> you should have heard. Dude, he, <laughs> was, he ain't the champ no more, so I'm not picking that he was. He was talking about, did you see the video when he was, when, when, and that was like, oh, man, Tyson looks awesome. He said he couldn't move for like a week after shooting that video. <laughs> he was so sore. Yeah, man. You get, you get beat up on those things. Um, all right, man. Well, so this is the only game we disagree on. So yeah. this is going to be the difference maker this week. So I pick Baltimore 28-24. You pick Kansas City. Uh, week three, can't wait for these games. MJD, um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you have a chance this week to at least tie me now. No, I don't have a chance to tie you. I still, I'm three games down. All right. So I got, I got one game. I'm just slowly. Right, we'll we got a long season. We'll see. This ain't, this ain't no just short deal. We got a long season it's to go. It's going to be a minute. It's going to be so a minute. So we'll, we'll, we'll get it going. All right. Thanks, buddy. No problem.